When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to a special episode of In That Number. Special because for the first time we've had back-to-back wins since we started this podcast and it was also like April 2017 for the Saints as well. But also we're actually recording together in the same room. It's like Kev's actually over here at the moment from Russia so it's always a pleasure to have him come and visit. Um, And also Christmas is just around the corner as well. So um, what a splendid early Christmas present we got yesterday. Let me introduce my co-host, the Moscow Mesh, Kevin Milverton. Hi Kev, how are you? Hello, season's greetings to you all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good, very refreshed after a, a long journey, but I'm glad to be back here in sunny Southampton, and it's good <laughs> to see you as well, mate. Yep, and we're currently having a beer, so yeah, yeah. cheers, mate, Merry Christmas. Cheers, Merry Christmas. Um, got any plans while you're here? Um, yeah, um, obviously seeing family and celebrating Christmas, um, get a bit of shopping in as well, and um, yeah, catch a match, uh, going to see West Ham. Um, actually, got a ticket for you um, if you want to go. Really? Yeah. I was going to suggest actually I wouldn't mind going, but um, I've got a family thing on. I could probably push it back. Uh, possibly. I mean, well, yeah, we'll talk about that off offline. <coughs> All right. But yeah, cool. Um, what are we going to start with today? Well, since it's Christmas, um, I thought uh, we could introduce our in that number special Christmas lineup. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah, okay. It's, it's, um, it's, it's going to be bad. It's fantastic, mate. Fantastic, right, okay. Um, let's go for it. So we're playing a simple 4 4 2. In goal, we've got Fraser Northstar. <laughs> um, in defence, we've got Wesley Ho Ho Hoot. <laughs> Yannick Christmas Card. <laughs> Sam McQueen's Speech. Oh. Jack Season's Greetings. And in the midfield, we've got. Père Noël Hollyberg. My French is awful. Um, <laughs> then we've got Mo Elfianusi. Oh, of course. Uh, Nathan the Redmond Reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. That's the best one. And uh, Mario Lamina. Ah. And up front, we've got Michael Snowbefemi. 
that's not at all racist, of course. And um, yeah, five goal ings. <laughs> Although I think he's had a lot more this season. Um, yeah, it's a shame that uh, Matt Latinslier can't be uh, taken out of retirement. We, 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 you know, honorary place for him. How's that for you? Brilliant. It's like got a festive mood going here. Yep. Yeah. We're all ready now, all ready for Christmas. Uh, and an early Christmas present, as I mentioned, was the yesterday's 3-1 win against Huddersfield. Um, building off on that 3-2 from Arsenal last week. Great result again. Well needed. Um, yeah, so I say 3-1. Goals from Nathan Redman, Danny Ng's penalty, and the first goal of many, hopefully, for Michael Oberfemi. And a goal from Philip Billing for Huddersfield. Um, starting eleven. Okay, so we went McCarthy in goal. Uh, Jan Bednarek, Mai Yoshida and Yannick Vestergaard, I believe, at the back. Yeah. With the two wing-backs being uh, Jan Valerie. Valerie and Matt Target. Matt Target yeah. uh, unchanged from the Arsenal one. Uh, and two holding midfielders again, Hoiberg and Romeo, leaving Redmond, Armstrong and Ings up front. Um, what did you think of that, unchanged? Um I suppose it's to be expected. Uh, you know, I mean, that 3-4-3, that, that three, three, I mean, it could quite easily switch to five at the back when needed, but um, you didn't really expect it to be needed too much against Huddersfield. Sure. And um, it was just amazing how high we felt um, some of the defenders were pressing. Um, not just uh, Valerie and Target, but also, yeah, Vestergaard was really getting... Yeah, he was marauding up there a bit, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was... Nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, I mean, as a Saints fan, you get really nervous when you see one of your centre backs um, just hanging around up front there. But um, yeah, it seemed to be relatively safe. Also, I saw as well on the bench that we had young Kane Ramsey. Um, last week he had Tariq Johnson as well, didn't he? Come on. This week, Ramsey. It strikes me as if he's trying to fill a quota of youngsters like he's saying I'm going to bleed these youngsters these are going to be mine I'm going to give them all a chance which is nice to see right yeah I mean maybe testing the waters with each of them just giving them a little chance to show what they can do we saw that yeah we saw that with Johnson but um, Ramsey didn't come on Um, but yeah it's just nice to be called up still definitely Um, I was you know leading up to this game it's been probably the first time in a long time that I've been excited for the next game we need a new manager in the result against Arsenal last week. You know, I'm not not being any not being disrespectful to Huddersfield, but thinking yes, this is another three points that we can and should win. And yeah, I was just excited all week to to get going and you know, really really hoping that we can get these three points. And it didn't didn't disappoint, obviously. I was also interested to see the back as well because I thought Bednarik played excellent against Arsenal. I thought Vestergaard played good. Um, and I, all of my eyes were focused on them, particularly, um, and Target as well. I wanted to see what he could do. And it, they sort of like, they started the way they did against Arsenal as well. There's a real sense of urgency and a keen, like, well, that word press again, you know, we used it against Huddersfield. How did you see the start? Yeah, I mean, again, just straight out the blocks, pressing at every opportunity. Um, yeah, even if we lost the ball, there was just again that that hunger to try and get it back, and yeah, they seem to be playing at, at the right tempo, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's really it, really nice to see. Um, the breakthrough goal came on the fifteenth minute. Nathan Redmond, you want to talk me through the goal? No. <laughs> <laughs> the the first goal 
was Ings in the middle of the pitch ended up with Hoiberg. He put the free ball through the two defenders, the two centre back, and Redmond ran through and real, you know, coolly hit it into the top right corner. Um, it's left with a lot of space there to yeah. To take advantage. We noticed where we were watching the game for a minute ago as well, and we noticed that the Huddersfield defence were a bit all over the place. Redmond found the gap latched onto the ball and put it away. So, yeah, um, and he needed that goal, didn't he? Because yeah. he's, he's been in advanced positions all season. I think I read somewhere as well, yeah, he's had 20, 28 shots this season without a goal. He's finally got that goal now. Yes, yeah, first of many, I hope, because he's definitely been putting so much work in um, on the pitch and in training, and it's and it showed he's a different player this season. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's so, so quick and uh, he causes so many problems, but... Yeah, just hasn't really uh, been able to uh, get the end result and get the goal for himself. Um, but yeah, today not not only a goal, but also an assist, I believe. Yeah. Was yeah, um, but yeah, he was just being a nuisance throughout, wasn't he? And like I said to you as well, um, I have a strong desire to see him play through the centre because yesterday we saw him take up like central roles throughout the game wherever there was space, like you said as well. Whenever there was space, him and Armstrong. We're getting in there, yeah, and um, finding that space and pressing on and stuff. So yeah, I'd like to see him in there, but I would like to see Alianisi come in and see what he can. We've not really seen what he can do. So I think if you play Redmond through the centre, then you can give that um, that role to Alianisi as well. Alianisi seems like a player who's come in the summer, and uh, I mean Hughes didn't really rate him that much. If you look at the amount of time that he actually played under Hughes, obviously it wasn't a player that Hughes wanted to go out and get. And now we're seeing under Hasnoodle that um, yeah he can barely even get on the bench um, under the new manager. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure we're going to be seeing much of him at all. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I mean I want to talk to talk to you about him at, at the end of the game anyway. We'll go go into Elianisi and have your thoughts on him. Um, I want to talk about the, the second goal, the the penalty from Danny Ings. Build up to the penalty, it looked. I mean, you can say. Huddersfield were giving the ball away in their own box but what I saw was Armstrong was pressing and chasing down mm. the goalkeeper made a mistake hoofed the ball out under panic it, you know it ended up coming to wings and the penalty do you think it was a penalty? Yeah um, your man um, Jürgen puts his yeah. leg out and yeah just, just takes him out, out trips, yeah. him, trips him up referee but, was right there as well yeah I mean I mean, I don't think either of them were on the ball but just no. um, no. Yeah, if you take him out there, um, he's not going to be able to get involved in any goal scoring opportunity. So, yeah, I think that's a penalty. And cool as you like penalty? Yeah, I don't know. It looks sloppy. I was I was worried that... Um, it, I mean, all it would take for the keeper to, to get a leg out or just to move in the right direction. It wasn't moving fast at all. It wasn't and moving it, fast, but he did tuck it away as far as he possibly could in the well, corner. He kind of dummies it halfway through. He did do that, yeah. So, yeah, I hate it when players do that. You know, just to have the confidence to just smack it where you need to put it and be what be. Yeah. Um, so that was half time. It went. We went in a half time at two 0 Second half, I think Huddersfield came out. I wouldn't say better, but better than us. But yeah, definitely better. Um, they caused uh, forced a good save out of um, McCarthy at one point as well. Um, were you at all worried at that point? Not really. No. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, even with the goal that they got, I don't think that anyone was winning this match apart from Saints. Mm. Yeah, um, Romeo, I want to talk about Romeo as well. How did you how did you think he played? Because, I mean, 
watching the game live last week, I didn't see an awful lot out of Romeo, so I was a little bit surprised that he was playing again. Um, but this this time out, I thought he played excellent. Well, yeah, I mean, from, from against Arsenal, yeah, he wasn't great, was he? Um, he gave the ball away gave for the, the goal, yeah, didn't he? Dilly dally on the ball, mm. like, like like Wesley who. Um, but no, he looked he looked a bit stronger and more confident. It's good that he's given him that second chance because um, yeah, I mean, with Lamina out, then um, if we still want to keep playing two holding midfielders, then yeah, it's an obvious choice. Well, West Ham um, actually, Hoiberg picked up a yellow card, so he's suspended for the West Ham game. So it looks like they're going to have to play Hoiberg and Romeo. Sorry, Lamina, Lamina and Romeo in the centre there. Mm. Um, Unless he goes with Ward Prowse or Stephen Davis, then you know I've got no reason to think that he will. But yeah. you, know, you don't know. But Lamina's back in the team now. But when he come on, he looked to be playing in that more advanced role against. I think he come on for Armstrong, didn't he? Um, yeah. And that looked just like a complete swap. So he was taking up the Armstrong, which is weird to see Lamina play that high up. But it's not the first time he's done that under Hasn't. I think it'd be natural. Because yeah, see, we've got those holding midfielders, haven't we? You've got Romeo and you've got Hoiberg, got Davis as well that can play there. I would like to see Romeo get, you know, get that advanced role. It'd be interesting to see what he can do there. Um, I want to talk about the the Huddersfield goal with you. Mm. Um, decent strike. Yeah, it's a cracker. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fair play to him. Are you putting any blame uh, um, to Alex McCarthy for this? Um. I don't think so. Um, so you know, yeah, I've wanted to blame him for for previous goals. I, I don't know. What you th- do you think he should have got to it? Well, um, I can I can see. I said Bednarik and Romeo were in his eye line, um, and there was a lot of movement on the ball. But I do think his position was a little bit out. I think if he had had been in the centre of, of the goal, then possibly he would have saved it. But then you know, if he's that. You know that far. If he's not, if he's unsighted by those two defenders, you can't really blame him completely for it. But as soon as the ball in the back of the net, I mean, I know all keepers do it anyway. But he got up and was like, really yeah, he was gesturing at the um, at his defence, um, which they do anyway. But yeah, um, possibly, I think yeah, he could have done. But nevertheless, it was a great strike and it had a lot of movement on it as well. I think there's much he could have done about it. Anyway. Um, if you're being really, really picky, I think maybe Romeo could have closed him down a little bit quicker. You know. But it was from so far out, and it was against the run of play slightly. So, and like you said, you never really thought that they were going to come into it. At that point, I did. I must admit, when yeah. it was two one, I thought they started to, excuse me, they started to go a little bit faster. Huddersfield, and they had a little bit more purpose about their play. At one point, I was thinking it was going to be two two. I thought this is just typical Saints. It's going to be two two. Um, I'm just going to let them get back into it. But I mean, <clears throat> okay, you say typical Saints because. When are we going to have to rethink that phrase, typical Saints? What is typical Saints? Because uh, Well, whichever way you slice it, we're still in a relegation battle. And this season, we've got a host of games where we've, we've been in winning positions. Or not even winning positions, like drawing positions. And we've thrown the points away. Um, it, it happens. Um, we've had one game where we've won, uh, previous to this Huddersfield game. So I still think we still need to be focused. And we can't, you know, we need to take every game like that, like it's Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, we're on a bit of a little bit of a roll. I mean, we're out of the relegation zone, but um, we're definitely not out of the relegation struggle. No, it is what it is. You can't, yeah, you don't rest on it because we've had two good wins. Um, yeah, anyway, so I, I was I was sure at that point it was going to be 2 2. A um, couple of substitutions he made then as well. We already mentioned the 
Lamina coming on for Armstrong. It was around about that point as well. Oberfemi come on for Ings as well. Yeah. Good impact. Yeah, what an impact. Because, <laughs> yeah, we've seen, we've seen him. He, he's definitely, the, the energy's there. He's definitely got a point to prove. And um, he's been getting himself in those uh, goal situations. But just, I mean, he's missed a couple of setters, hasn't he, so, so far when he has been. He's 18, though, isn't he? Yeah, but you just think that he needs he needs that goal to kind of focus yeah. him, you know? And he needs to run a game as well. I didn't think he was going to get it under Hassan no. Herzl as well because I think it was the Cardiff game he's left out the squad. Yeah, so I thought that's it for him. Mm. But Because, um, yeah, but he brought Gabba back, didn't he? That's yeah. right. But, so, but now, yeah, I think uh, Gabba's out of the picture. Um, maybe we'll see him go in January. Um, he does look surface to requirements. But, um, yeah, Oberfemi, um, he missed an opportunity before he did score as well, didn't he? He did, um, yeah. I, th- I thought, oh, he, another one. No. Yeah, but say... He'll learn. It will get when he gets more playtime as well. Yeah, I think that will come. I mean, and we will. I will say this as well. He is the youngest Premier League goal scorer for a Saints side. Um, he's 18 years old and 169 days. So, congrats to him. That's brilliant. And as yeah. I say, he, he yeah, he's needed it. It was a nice little finish. But again, Redmond doing causing the um being a nuisance again. Um, and Schindler the the centre-back for um, Huddersfield was doing his best Wesley Hoot impression there. <laughs> just, just didn't get rid of it. Um, and yeah, and Redmond was right yeah, right there and done it. Um, there was another substitution as well, wasn't it? Jack Stevens come on for... Did he come on for Valerie? Valerie yeah. I've noticed this as well. I don't think it was the Arsenal game. It was the... Was it the Cardiff one before that? Where he brought him on for Valerie and Stevens was playing in that right wing-back role. I don't know whether that's he, that's what he wants to, to make Jack Stevens do. But maybe he's looked at the team and thought, "Hey, we've got Cedric and we've got Valerie. One goes, one gets injured. We've got no more cover. Mm. We've got plenty of centre backs. They might not be any good, but we've got plenty of them. Maybe he wants. He's trying to bring Jack Stevens into the team a little bit more, give him a better role. And maybe he's just. And I don't know. It might be because because Cedric's injured, and he's just thinking, right, you need to cover there." Or whether he wants to make him as a right back, I don't know. But um, I'm I'm kind of glad that <laughs> it sounds terrible, but I'm glad, I'm glad, kind of glad that Cedric's out of the squad for a bit because uh, we talk so much about there being so much complacency within the squad because there's no competitions for, for particular places, and, especially uh, at right back, and yeah. especially at right back. And now Yasuar um, is out there; he's looking at um, options in in Valerie and maybe another place. Do you think that's what it is, though? Do you think it's when Cedric comes back, Stevens will move back to centre? could do but I mean because Hoot's not not there now we know that Hoot he doesn't like yeah. Hoot he's not even been in, included in the squad again mm. um, so maybe he's just thinking I'm going to play him at right. I want him to have his minutes he doesn't deserve to be on the bench all the time mm. let's play him for the sake of playing him I don't know we'll see how that goes um, well yeah you said they brought him on at half time against Cardiff and yeah it didn't, didn't look particularly good in that, in that role there but um yeah, we'll see. I think it's exciting. It's exciting, you know, because I mean, we we kind of slagged off for Hughes for the same thing that he can't find his um, back pairing. He doesn't know what his best squad is. Um, nor does Hassan Hootel, but um, he's kind of testing um, e- each area. I like that. And um, yeah, I think I think we'll we'll find a, a squad that that works for us under his system. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned before, yeah, Hoiberg t- picked up a, a silly book in um, misses the West Ham game because of it. But yeah, that's how it finished. Three one. Yeah, so we mentioned that we touched on it earlier about Elianusi. Um 
I only found this out yesterday, but someone told me that Ralph Hasenhüttl had said that when he come into the into the squad, he said some players didn't seem to be fit enough. I don't know who those players were. We assumed he meant Charlie Austin, but he yeah. was straight in the squad. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Did you hear this comment at all? Because I didn't yeah. hear it. I only heard it through second hand. And, and, and I just assumed that one of those um, players was going to be El Yunusi because that's why he's not in the squad. Maybe he's punishing him for that. Um, so you think his, his laziest, laziness on the pitch is down to fitness? Then, no? Possibly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, everything that we've learned since Hassan Hurtle's been in is that he doesn't like El Yunusi and Hoot because they've been out of the team. Whether it's um, they're not fit enough, I don't know. Well, well Hoot clearly isn't good enough. Yeah. Um, and, and he he's understood that straight away, and Hughes clearly couldn't. Do you think that he's planning on shipping Elianusi in January? I think it'd be quite difficult to do, don't you think? I mean, if this is a player we we brought in over the summer. And you just think he still has a place? Well, like I said before, I want to see. I I don't know. I mean, I, I you know I haven't seen. I'd hate to send him away and then him do well somewhere else when you think, gosh, we could have had that. Yeah. I would like to see, like I said, I want to see Rema- uh, Redmond play through the centre and Elianusi come in. Not, I'm not saying give him 90 minutes, I'm just saying let's just see what we've got there because I don't really know, I still don't know. I mean, if we do get injuries in, in, in those kind of key positions on the wings or in, in the centre of midfield, then um, I think he's got no choice to put, but to put him in. Oh, unless he wants to go with youth, but I mean that's that's a very risky thing. I think he needs to be there for, for the rest of the season at least. Yeah. Okay. So we know that who at the moment, who and Elanusi are not in his plans. So Gabbiadini and Davis, could they be dealt in January? I think Davis. I mean, the rumour's been going on for quite mm. a while that he's going back to Scotland. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he, he's clearly coming to the end of his career at Saints. And he's definitely one of my favourite players, um, if not the favourite player from the last five years, just because he's a, a brilliant captain. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for him. Yeah, loyal player. Um, I mean, it's, we've been, it's been a couple of seasons since we've seen the best of him, but yeah, obviously sad to see him go, but I think it's a, a perfectly um, reasonable thing to expect for him to to want to get those uh, those games under his belt he can still play yeah. but maybe just not quite at this level that's right yeah um, yeah I totally agree with that um, Fraser Forster as well or Fraser Northstar uh, yeah <laughs> that mean, we need to get him off the books he's, he's, he's a burden um, mm. yeah, financially and and logistically as well I mean he's not playing in any of the teams as far as I know no so just earning money yeah sitting just, on his bum he's just sitting there playing FIFA and earning over a million pounds breaking in yeah hundreds of thousands of pounds every month so those are the players that we think possibly will will be going I mean Gabby Dini's still got a lot of star quality we can still get a lot of money for him yeah Um, what about incomings do you think we're going to be active in January Um, I mean all of the noises coming from the board has been that they're not looking at bringing anyone in over January with the new manager you'd expect that he must have a little bit of a shopping list or at least one player that he wants to bring in whether that happens or not I don't know but I wouldn't be disappointed if we didn't bring anyone in as long as we're playing the way we are and yeah. that's, that leads on to my next question what do you think we need if we do bring a player in? It's a difficult question because um, um, with a new manager a new system and he's made it very clear that he wants to, the, the youth to be a part of the team 
You don't want to stifle their progress. No, and you know, if you bring a striker in, I mean, say you get Gabbiadini gone, you bring a striker in to replace him. Where does that leave Ings and Austin? You can't leave Ings out. Austin's o- coming on and scoring. Obafemi will get pushed mm. further down. So I don't necessarily want to bring in a, another Carijo because you know what happened last time. We don't need to be spending twenty million pounds on a striker that, that's going to turn out to be a bust. Well, I mean, Car- Carijo, that was just a. I mean, it was a desperate move, wasn't it, from the, from the manager to get a player that he knew um, yeah. as a goal scorer, but who clearly didn't fit the bill. But now we're not in such a desperate situation now. Yes, we're near the bottom of the table, but we're not in the relegation zone at Christmas, and we've got that momentum now. And um, I, yeah, I don't think we need to strike you. I mean, you just we just mm-hmm. mentioned all those players in positions there. Look at the wings; we seem pretty pacey there. Um, midfield, we've got but again, it depends on what Elianusi's doing. Yeah, and also you've got to remember as well the strikers. I don't want to say it, but Danny Ings and Charlie Austin are pretty injury prone. If one or both of them fall out, it just leaves Obafemi at the moment and Long. Yeah, Long's going for a drought. So no, that's fine though. It's okay if you're bringing in a striker, but they need to know their role. They need to know, look, <laughs> you're not going to be playing every game, but then you're not going to want to play millions of pounds for a striker that's going to sit on the bench. It's a difficult one. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we need a striker. I think it would be silly if we did bring one in. Um, and in defence, this, again, a this lot is of what options. we need. I think I would love to see a quick, strong centre back because none of our centre backs are strong. Mm. Uh, sorry, none of our centre backs are quick. Oh, they're, they're strong, but yeah. yeah, they're not quick. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see, dare I say, a Van Dyke, something like that. We're not going to get one of them no. within our lifetime. Well, we had we we got Van Dyke, we got a player on the cheap and sold him for a lot more. Why, you know, I'd like to see another player like that. I think that's what this side is missing at the moment. Because, I mean, we're winning games. I say we're winning games, one two in a row. But we are still, I mean, don't forget we still conceded two against Arsenal. We conceded yesterday. Still conceding, guys. I'd like to shut it up a little bit more. Get ourselves a really decent centre-back that we can build. I'd like to see that. Because I'd say pace is a big problem at the back, I think. Yeah, and just level-headedness, you know, and experience. Experienced, yeah. So something like 25... So, someone like Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, uh, I'm sure if you offered Liverpool 400 million for him, they'd take it. So, <laughs> just, just find that money. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're fine. Yeah, okay, that's fine. So, 3 1, lovely early Christmas present. What has Hassan Hill done for this team, do you think? Um, just give them the kick up the arse. I think that there's just. Um, no room for slacking at all. Um, he's had them training, as far as I understand, pretty much every day that's possible. Um, yeah, he banned a day off, didn't he, last week? Yeah. He's banned mobile phones as well. Brilliant. Yeah. He's not sort of one of those people that if you work for, you'd be like, oh my God. But the fans love him because they they, they want to see the players the do players the love him yeah. as well. You look they at the reaction seem, he gets out. Seem to, yeah. And if they, yeah, if they can't hack it, they just... Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. He has rejuvenated the squad. I think everyone seems to be more together. Yeah, and, he, and he's and he's getting involved at, at every level. His emotions youth as well. Yeah, no, he's, he's clearly yeah, uh, very invested emotionally and very passionate about. As long as he doesn't turn into a Jurgen Klopp, I'm happy with that. Um, well, I mean, if this time next year we're sat at the top of the table, then um, why not? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, we are now sixteenth place on what, how many points are we on now? Fifteen points. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen points. So that's three points above the dreaded line um, at Christmas. So yeah, fifteen points. Um, Cardiff are fourteen. Burnley have twelve, and Huddersfield and Fulham are on ten. So three points away. That's that's nice for Christmas. Yeah. Nice little nice little breather. And um, yeah, a, a win could shift us up a place or two um, if we do beat West Ham at home. Um, yeah. Oh, we're going to West Ham in a second, but first, man of the match, a lot of candidates, which makes a change because normally we say, <laughs> who was we said that last week as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, normally it's yeah picking the 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 best of a bad bunch, but this this time yeah, they were all more or less faultless. I mean, even even the defenders. Um, yeah. <laughs> as he said last week um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Redmond I, I just love him I just love to watch him um, massive change from last year yeah yeah I mean I, I felt um, whenever yeah you go to the match everyone was just uh, slagging them off you know mm. um, yeah uh, Redmond you cunt and yeah. uh, it's, hang on that's not even Redmond you know? yeah, no, that <laughs> that's happened, yeah. Bertrand, so. yeah that's right yeah because they both play down that left side yeah, at that yeah, point yeah. yeah he was getting a lot of stick um, I agree I, I've given it to Redmond also, mm. but I do want to say that um, Hoiberg was brilliant as well. I think mean, he was all over the field, controlled the play. Um, he was closing the gaps. Um, when he lost the ball, he was back after it again. I know he he, he got a silly booking, but that shows his sure. determination, desire. He has the qualities mm. to be a captain. No, I've answered. There was a poll on Twitter that I answered, and it said that when Ryan Bertrand is fit and comes back, does he get the does he get the armband back? You don't. You think your Hoiberg should take it? Yeah. <sighs> I actually voted the other way. I said I don't. I don't think it's fair to Bertrand to take it away from him. However, at the start of the season, if I'd have said pick one of them, I would have probably given it to Hoiberg. But there you go. Um, Romelu as well from last week, much better performance. I thought he was great. So yeah, there was a lot of candidates. That midfield was incredible. Um, sure. And also Ings had a, had a decent game as well. Good penalty. Yeah, um, I know. I don't think it was a good penalty, but it was in the no. back of the net. So <laughs> okay, so on to West Ham now. So that's Thursday, the twenty seventh of December, um, seven forty five at St Mary's, and you're going. Yes, and apparently I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> amazingly, though, um, I don't know how Southampton Football Club managed this, uh, but when I ordered three tickets online, uh, only one came in the post. So um, <laughs> I've got to sort that out somehow. Uh, but maybe I'm not going then. <laughs> um, no, I think you can get duplicates or something. But okay. yeah, no, I'm. I don't know. I'm nervous as usual, um, mm-hmm. because this is the kind of match that could go horribly wrong. Um, yeah, the last two years, God, we've you know, been. We haven't been particularly impressive against West Ham, and um, yeah, those Boxing Day fixtures are normally pretty drab. Um, with the exception of it's that. not Boxing Day though, is it? It's Thursday. They get an extra well, day. Uh, yeah. Wonder if he gives him Christmas Day off. It's the, uh, the <laughs> second Boxing Day, but um, yeah, West Ham—they've been kind of running hot and cold, haven't they? They've, they've been going on. on wow, well, they runs, were going they? on. They went four in a row. They won mm. four in a row. They were going on a run. I mean, yesterday all they had to do was beat Watford at home to go five wins in a row, and that hasn't happened since two thousand six. Yeah. And they didn't play bad. I mean, I watched that game. Um, I thought they were a little bit unlucky. Oh, they were undone at the end by a brilliant Watford goal. Um, but Troy Deeney. No, the uh, 
De La Feu goal at the end was oh. great. There's Pereira and oh, brilliant. Watch that. Also, what we're talking about there, did you see Andreas Townsend's goal for Crystal Palace? Oh, what a, <laughs> what a volley, yeah. Almost as good as Ings' penalty, that was. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> back to West Ham. Um, so, yeah, they're 12th, um, 24 points, 1-7, drawn three, lost eight. Brilliant, as I say, they've been brilliant through December, yeah. apart from yesterday, which was a bit of a, a bit of a mishap. Although, looking back at their last, the ones that they've won, they beat Newcastle 3-0, Beat Cardiff 3-1, beat Crystal Palace 3-2, and they beat Fulham 2-0. All struggling teams. Mm. Um, and then Watford would have liked to have won that, but as I said, they lost 2-0. Felipe Anderson this year has been brilliant as well. I think he's their top scorer. I think he's got six goals in all competitions. Yeah. Um, good to watch. He's one. Of, he's been one of my favourites this year. He's been, he's been great. They spent a lot of money on him. Um, actually spent a lot of money this year. They, you know, they spent for £36 million they spent on him. It's a lot of money. Um, they got Diop at the back for twenty-two million, Fabianski for seven million, uh, Yarmolenko seventeen million, and they've got Balbuena and Jack Wilshire in. So massive changes. Yeah, well, I haven't seen much from Yarmolenko. No, I think, I think he must be injured because he, he scored a couple of goals early yeah. on, didn't he? But um, yeah, looking like a very yeah. interesting prospect. Um, yeah, so big, and they've still got likes of like. Um, Javier Hernandez and Marco yeah. Arnautovic as well so they've got some really good players I think Arnautovic has been out with a um, hamstring injury but they said he could be fit enough for the bench on Thursday so yeah <laughs> let's hope he doesn't come on because he's, he's a great player <laughs> yeah I mean if you could, yeah, get a penalty then yeah <laughs> much done for aren't it? yeah uh, we're going to need to defend well sure. bottom line I know that's a given for every game but this game something tells me that you, yeah, you're going to need to I would probably suggest he's going to play the three centre-backs again. Um, but yeah, as I say, um, difficult. They've been playing well. Um, and we've we've talked about Hoiberg not being in the team. Romeo and Lamina probably going to step in. Uh, a difficult one to call, I think, this one. Um, can I have your prediction? Um, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Yeah, because um, it, that just seems like... if yeah, if you That just seems like the right, right result, doesn't it? I've... Mm. I, you can't gonna, see a lot of goals in this one I think it's going to be like a lot of no. cancelling no. each other out I, I don't want to say it because that's harsh on West Ham fans but they are quite evenly matched teams <laughs> on the current form Yeah, I would say yeah, you know, we've, we, we've just been Huddersfield okay. yeah we're on top of the world <laughs> yeah. but, no, I mean, yeah, if, you don't know are you going to catch them when they're in the middle of one of their good runs or are you going to catch them when they're on one of their bad spells um I think they're somewhere in the middle of that now. Um, we're definitely on the ascendancy. Exactly, especially under Anna Hasenhutl. I've got that that more. I've got that belief now. Um, obviously, minus the Cardiff game, which you can't really blame him for. But yeah, yeah. I feel I feel different since he's come in. Um, I, I yeah. I I still think we're going to pick up three points. I'm just riding a high at the moment, so I'm just going to go one nil win for Saints. One nil. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take a one nil. Um, and you're going one one. Yeah, you're going to get what. Can I get a goal scorer from you? Who's going to score? The Saints. It's going to be Danny Ings, Danny Ings. isn't it? Yeah, okay. It's going to be. Yeah, yeah, just, so. we, we've got nothing else. Um, predictions. Last week, I stated that we would win 1-0 against Huddersfield. My favourite scoreline. I said 2-0. And you said 2-0. So we both both got the wins. Um, I got the right goal difference, though, didn't I? All right. Um, <laughs> doesn't count on that. Um, but that leaves it 32 to 31, so it's still really, really close. Yeah, yeah, it's close. I can't believe it's this close this stage of the season like almost halfway or 
at halfway. Mm. It was great. Um, fantasy football. Did you do fantasy football this week? Uh, yeah. Fantasy yeah? football. My, my How did you manage to do this when you were flying? Um, well, you set up the team before the day starts, don't you? But I mean, I know you've been really, really busy. This sure, it's been December. absolutely crazy. So I'm, I this did, last week, so I didn't think you were going to have time to do it. I did but get a transfer in. Um, oh. uh, I don't know why I put Leroy Sané in as captain. Um, yeah, Aubameyang picked up 13 points. That gives me 31. Oh, I got Aubameyang as well. And I actually, I, I David Brooks as well. Um, scored two goals for Bournemouth yeah. on Saturday. So. Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Kane's yet to play as well. He's playing in a minute, I think. Ake kept a clean sheet, so yeah. Um, you, you had a very good week, 59 points. Standard. Yeah, standard. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, yeah, Juan Bissaka had a, had a really good match. Um, yeah, I got him as well. City, but um, yeah. I still got Bertrand in, never know. <laughs> he conceded two goals, so he only gets one point. Oh. Um Bertrand Chair still in there. But yeah, James Madison's on your bench, so you might, you might get even more points. But yeah, top of the league as always is Harris Saint Germain. Um, yeah, it's looking a bit like the French league, isn't it? Just one, one terror away team. Um, but um, yeah, you've got the, the best score of the week 59 points, uh, tied with Cedric Ypres Legends. Get in there. Mm. It's the first time I've done that. So yeah, so you're, you're nice one, David Brooks. Snapping at the heels of the rest of the league. Good, 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 good. Um, we got any, did we get any new members this week at all? Not at no. all. So, uh, yeah, if you do have a fancy Premier League team, just uh, join join our join our league. We've got the code up on our Twitter page. Yeah, please. Please come in. Um, right, I want to do, I mean, for a few weeks now, well, it's already been a few months, actually, we've been doing our In That Number Saints 11 from Premier mm-hmm. League era from 1992. Um I'm going to give the results now of the 11. You don't know this, do you? I don't know. It's a okay. complete surprise. Right, okay. So here we go. We're playing with the formation of the 4-3-3. Okay. Um, so in goal is Anthony Amy. Right back, Jason Dodd. Left back, Wayne Bridge. Mm. Centre backs are Michael Svensson and... I was going to say Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> it's just natural. Governor. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Virgil Van Dyke. Um, the midfield three are. This is a weird one because I, I put a poll up recently and I wasn't expecting the result of this to come out. But Hoiberg made the midfield oh, wow. um, with Sadio Mane and obviously Matt Letizia, just nice. doing what he wants in the middle of the park. He can play behind the strikers or whatever. Give him the gloves, he'll yep. win goals. Exactly. Um, and the three up front are uh, Marion Pahars, James Beattie, and right through the centre, Ricky Lambert. Mm. Not a bad team. And we actually got a really good strong bench as well. Um, 11 <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> so we, we got a whole team on the bench as well okay. in the 4-4-2 formation. <laughs> um, Tim Flowers, Nathaniel Klein, Gareth Bell, Jose Font, Klaus Lundigvam, Theo Walcott, Chris Marsden, Adam Lalana, Matt Oakley, Edgar Ostenstadt and Jay Rodriguez. So a pretty yeah. decent bench as well. Yeah, I think either of those teams would be... What- Maybe not world beating, but yeah, we'd be right up there, wouldn't we? Uh, I don't know. I think it would be. I think in the Premier League, I think that would. If they were all in their pomp. Yeah. Can you imagine it? Yeah, I think that would be good. Although if they were in their, in their right on top of their form, we would definitely have Gareth Bale in there, and he wouldn't be a left back. <laughs> but yeah. Um, is there anything else this week? Um, well, yes. Um, I welched out of my challenge uh, this oh, week 
you didn't really have a lot of time though, did you? So I'll let you off that one. Yeah, it, it, yeah I, not without trying, but um, so yeah. Um, I'll give you two options and you can edit out the one that we don't do. <laughs> so um, either we can do um, a Christmas theme chant for Hassan Hootman or for anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, or we can do, uh, we can celebrate our new youngest Premier League goal scorer by dedicating a chant to Michael Oberfemi. I'm having the Oberfemi one. All right. Mm. I'm up for that. Yeah. I've got one already. Okay. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I'm having that one. I'm not doing it now, but I need to, uh, you know, straighten out a bit. Okay. So, yeah, I did I did anticipate it. Uh -huh. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll, I'll have a bonus uh, Christmas oh, song as well then. Okay. It'll still be Christmas when we next go yeah. out. Yeah. That's 12 days. Yeah. When is our next podcast? Our next podcast will be on Christmas Eve. No, it's Christmas Eve tomorrow. <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> yes, it's New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, that will be after the West Ham game. And after the City game as well. Oh, the City game, yes, of course. Uh, can't wait for that one. Maybe we can do a Palace. Who knows? Yes, yeah. Well, why not if we, we can beat Arsenal and if... We can, beat, we can beat Huddersfield, you know. We've beaten Palace. Palace can beat City. There you go. There you go. You, you Simple Palace. equation, yeah. We, we've got them. <laughs> Three points already. All right. Okay. Well, Is Merry there anything Christ else? Merry Christmas and yeah. up the Saints. Glad tidings to everyone. Merry Christmas. Up the Saints. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply